Hey guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, for another episode of the Road to 2021 podcast series. So before we get stuck into this episode, we just wanted to remind you guys that if you do enjoy these episodes, please remember to repost them onto your Instagram stories. Also, if you are interested in learning more about our coaching services, you can head over to our website, www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com. We have a breakdown of all our different coaching options from dietetic consults to weekly coaching options for improvement season or just general training and nutrition. So I'll let Tierra kickstart this episode off. How has your week been? Man, all right. So this has actually been a really hectic week, but it's been a really freaking good week nonetheless. So from a work standpoint, I think this is one of the busiest weeks I've had in a really, really long time. But, you know, I think we spoke about this last week, how, you know, restrictions are starting to ease across Australia and, you know, season B is coming up and just from a coaching perspective, you know, now that gyms are open in particular, a lot of people in the health and fitness industry who work in this industry, they're getting a lot more work, which is amazing. So this past week, it's been filled with normal client work, but a lot more dietetic consults as well, and uh, just more client inquiries. So, and even a PT client that I train every single week too. So it's been a fantastic week from a work point of view and just felt really happy, really, really productive. So That's been awesome. And uh, from a training standpoint, I'm now coming up to the end of my second week of my new full body split. And I really only have positive things to say. Like I am absolutely thrilled with how well everything has gone over the past two weeks from a training standpoint. You know, just from, I've still been able to progress across the board. My lifts are still going up every single week and between workouts as well. And even between lifts, between workouts in the same week, because I am quite repetitive in some of my lifts, you know, across things like leg curl, leg extension, other things like, well, my hip thrusts are always doing a different rep range and a different weight each week and each session. But, you know, I've been able to go up in that as well. Like I was able to do three by 10 this week with 130 kilogram hip thrusts quite easily. So I think next week, like for that session, I'm working in a rep range of eight to 10 and I did three by 10 with 130. And I reckon I still had reps left in the tank. So this next week, I'm actually going to give 140 kilograms a crack and see if I can at least get those three by eight. So just freaking thrilled, you know, to be, um, still improving in the strength department. And yeah, I, I'm just blown away. I'm just recovering between sessions. It is, it's insane, you know, like training basically everything every day and every single session, I feel like I'm just able to give my all, you know, to just one exercise for one muscle group and then just move on to another exercise and just get really good quality volume. And so do you think more people should awesome. be doing full body training? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily superior to doing your normal split. And also I think that, uh, to be honest, I think that full body training, especially if you're training five days per week, it's probably more appropriate for someone who is more of an intermediate lifter, to be honest, rather than a beginner, because like you have to be very strategic with how you plan it out across the week. You really have to know your body. You have to know thyself and you have to know thyself's 
recovery rates. <laughs> and you also need to be able to, you know, know, like, what do you want to prioritize? Like, which movements feel good for you? That's why, you know, for my main compound lifts, like something like an RDL, something like a bench, something like a Smith machine lunge, like I have those on very specific days because I know exactly how my body recovers from those. I know where I want to prioritize them in my training sessions. So I think it's actually really important to have a few solid years of training under your belt and, you know, be experienced and exposed to doing different exercises and knowing how they feel, how you recover from those exercises. And also, you know, seeing if you can recover between sessions, especially if you're already doing a pretty high volume of work. And I'd say only in that case, if you know that you can recover and, uh, you know, how you are recovering between different exercises and what you want to prioritize, I think it's probably a good idea to keep your mind open, you know, and at least try it because you never know if you don't try it. And I'm really glad that I have stayed open-minded in this sense and I've given it a shot and really enjoying it so far. So yeah, I think those are just a few things to take into consideration, but for like a beginner trainee, like... I would, I would not recommend training full body five days per week. Maybe if you're only training twice or three times per week, you could consider full body splits, but anything beyond that, I'd probably stick to more upper lower style training. Yeah. But, uh, really, really happy with how this past week of training has gone. I only experienced one day where I was just really strangely sore and I've got a few predictions for that, why that was. So On my Saturday session, that's when I did my Smith machine lunges. And I actually hadn't done that exercise for two weeks because the week prior I was deloading and I just didn't do that exercise during my deload. Plus it was on a new Smith machine at World's Gym Brisbane, which was slightly different resistance as well. So yeah, coming back after two weeks, doing Smith machine lunges, which are just notoriously the exercise I get the most sore from. They stretch my glutes like nothing else. They will, they always leave me a little bit sore, but I did my Smith machine lunges on Saturday. I only did three sets of 12 as well. And then on Monday, I went to do my lower body session and I did RDLs. And that's something I usually always do. I always do my Smith machine lunges on Saturday and I always do my RDLs on a Monday. But this Monday session for RDLs, man, I felt like I was just RDLing with my glutes. Like I felt like it was like 85 kilograms just purely on my glutes. And maybe my glutes just hadn't recovered quite from those lunges because I only did three sets of RDLs and they were just stretched and pumped and like it was just immediate soreness. And you remember me coming up to you in the gym, Jack, like holding my butt. I was like, Jack, I've done something flipped to my glutes. Like (laughs) I can't do any more glute exercises this session. Um, It was pretty nuts. So yeah, what I pretty much did was I just auto-regulated it because I am training full body every single day. So rather than doing my other glute exercises on top of my RDLs, which would be uh, barbell hip thrusts and also dumbbell Bulgarians. I just moved that to the Tuesday session and actually just moved some of my exercises from the Tuesday session over to my Monday session. So things like, you know, my barbell OHP was, which was actually a blessing in disguise. And it actually made me rethink my programming because of like prior to doing barbell OHP at world's gym, Mount Gravatt, which I've been doing for about the last month or month and a half, 
I was doing it at World's Gym Brisbane, you know, for the past year. And the benches at World's Gym Brisbane are just so much better than at Mount Gravatt because at Mount Gravatt, they either go right up super duper straight or yeah. there's like a really large incline. Mm. There's no in-between, man, which I also the um, you can't discriminate between the the um, back support and the bum support. Yeah, like it goes up together yeah and you're like super duper low down to the ground as well at mount gravatt too so yeah what i've actually noticed is that since i've been doing barbell ohp at mount gravatt i haven't been able to press as much as i usually would at world's gym brisbane because i've been doing it straight up because i can't do it on a really large incline otherwise it's basically just like incline chest press um with a barbell so that's what i do yeah yeah well you're a bit different plus (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway so what i did was i was able to do my barbell seated ohp at world's gym brisbane which was phenomenal and i was able to match reps with an extra 2.5 kilograms uh which is a lot of weight for a barbell ohp so what I've actually learned now is that, okay, I'm just going to swap this program around. So I'm actually going to be doing my barbell OHP while I'm at Brisbane on Mondays. And then I'm going to swap something else over to the Tuesday session when we're in Mount Gravatt. So again, I'm still redefining, you know, this full body split. I don't have it like absolutely perfect yet. It's still going to take a few weeks to, um, really just get everything in line and make sure everything's equally balanced in terms of recovery and able to perform my best, absolutely everything. So still making little tweaks here and there, but for the most part, you know, feeling really freaking good, um, feeling really freaking good. And like, I know it's kind of crazy. I am, I mentioned last week, I'm doing things like leg extension and leg curl every single session, um, but using different leg extension machines and also either seated leg curl or a lying leg curl. But man, I'm recovering. I've been able to progress in terms of reps and weight across both weeks and like I'm not gonna lie like my legs are growing you know like I'm just I'm growing it's it's really freaking exciting so yeah makes me excited and I'm really I'm really enjoying it so yeah full body training is going really well at the moment um but other than that in terms of nutrition and body composition honestly not too much to report there like like in terms of my body weight it's still hanging around the 65 kilograms so it still is on the higher end but again i feel great you know my strength is going up performance is going up i still feel very confident in my body i really like the way my progress photos are looking and my exercise videos are looking too and um in terms of nutrition no change to macros so you know protein still around 180 grams per day carbohydrates anywhere from 325 to 375 grams and fats are between 40 to 45 grams per day and just you know eating an abundance of food and really good quality food and just really feeling my best i just feel like i'm in a really good place right now with training and nutrition and just overall life and stress and sleep and Things are good. Oh, something that did change actually this week for nutrition, Jack, is that for the first time in years, I actually had a pre-workout coffee. So (laughs) for anyone who doesn't know, I actually, I never actually drank coffee until I was 19 years old. 
and Jack was actually the first one who ever introduced me to coffee. It was during second year uni when we were actually going through uni exams. And you were baffled, right? Because I was like, I remember we were studying at the table and I was feeling kind of tired. And you're like, man, do you want a coffee? And you're like, and I was like, I've never had coffee in my life. And you're like, what? <laughs> so how many shots did you give me? I don't know, but it, you got addicted after that. Oh man, I'm one of, I was like, I probably still have tendencies of, you know, all or nothing or slightly addictive behavior to little things, I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, I um, definitely probably didn't moderate it. I was like, this stuff is amazing. And obviously during like our sports nutrition courses at that point, we were also learning about, you know, the performance benefits of caffeine and coffee and all that stuff. So started drinking coffee and I thought more was better. So I started having, you know, like multiple, maybe like four teaspoons in each cup of coffee. Mm. I was having like four to five coffees a day. At the start, what you used to do is... Because my family had an espresso machine and Tierra would just load up the double shot espresso and then repeatedly press the water button. So, I mean, it it would end up being like a 10 shots of coffee, but of just one double shot. In my defense, the reasoning for that is because I like a big cup of joe. Okay, like I want a big cup of coffee. I want a big cup of tea. I like a lot it's of fluid long, in it. It's called a long black. Yeah. It's when you do a double shot and add hot water. Okay, well, <laughs> I just, I thought like, hey, this is hot water. You know, might as well not boil the kettle. So I just keep pressing the button because like, you know, you just do a double shot and it fills up like, what, like two centimeters or something? And I'm like, I don't literally want to shot this. I want to sit down in the sun and sip my big coffee. So yeah, I fill that thing up to the brim. But um, yeah, definitely went through a stage where I was drinking too much coffee. And it got to that point where like, you know, you're getting tired during the day and you're like, oh, maybe a coffee will wake me up. And like, it just makes you even more tired. Mm. Wasn't It wasn't very good. So I really had to wean myself off that. And I was also just starting to, you know, just get anxious, heart palpitations, like some workouts, I literally felt like I was on drugs because I had so much caffeine in me. How um, do you know what that feels like? <laughs> caffeine is a drug. <laughs> drug or a stimulant? I, I, It's a stimulating drug. No, caffeine is a drug. It's just a legal one, you know, like similar like alcohol. Alcohol is a drug. But um, yeah, I really had to wean myself off that. So then I went through a period where I was not drinking coffee at all before a workout. I only have one coffee a day now. Well, used to for the past few years, just first thing in the morning, um, which I love and I can tolerate. But now we ran out of some pre-workouts. I was like, man, maybe I should have a coffee. So I tried it out and voila, you know, I can handle it again. I'm not, my heart's not beating through the roof. You know, I'm not going through crazy palpitations or like getting really tired during my workouts. So it's a win-win. So pre-workout coffee, it's back, man. It's back. Um, Jack, you just have to promise, you know, to hold me accountable and I can't go past two a day. That's the thing. And I'll only have it on days I work out. I don't need it on rest days. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Promise. Sure thing. Pinky promise. Yes. Pinkies just touched. <laughs> also, an interesting fact about caffeine was that it was actually banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency mm-hmm. at for performance enhancing because it did, obviously it does enhance performance. And that was up until like 2003 or four, I think. Isn't that nuts, right? Like, Gosh, you think, and how could you ban something like coffee? Like all of these athletes going to the Olympics and stuff, like being told you're not allowed a a morning coffee. (laughs) Yeah, a very short half-life compared Mm -hmm. to other drugs that people try and get through with 
Exactly. They just had to take that thing off the banned list because everyone metabolizes it at a different rate. You know, everyone has a different sensitivity. And how dare you take something like coffee away from someone? Like that is just it's evil, you know. Coffee is a it's a part of life. It's a part of culture. It's um it's so wonderful. So it just wouldn't work. Yeah. It's like what if you had tea? I know. That's the thing. That's why they're like, this isn't how the flips are we going to regulate this, you know? <laughs> so thank gosh. It's actually really interesting. Um, I think her name's Tina Skinner. She is a exercise physiologist lecturer at the University of Queensland. And during that time, she was actually doing PhD research on caffeine and athletes just after it was put, like taken off the banned WADA list. So mm. Really interesting. Yeah, 2004, 2006. That wasn't that long ago to think. We were alive. We were alive. (laughs) (laughs) But we weren't drinking coffee, thank God, when we were like less than 10 years old. But yeah, overall, really good week, you know, in terms of work and uh, training, you know, body comp, all that jazz. But yeah, it also is on a podcast this week as well. So it's really cool. You know, as we're recording more podcasts, we're getting more opportunities to be asked to be joined on other podcast channels, which I absolutely love. I just love podcasting, man. If you can't tell, love to chit chat. So uh, it's always really fun. So I joined Darian Bates and she has a podcast called Unconventional Wisdom. So she's interviewed on there, you know, numerous different health and fitness professionals, but like Mike T. Nelson, Gabrielle Fondero, others. She even interviewed Aiden, the dietitian too. Mm. So that podcast should be released next week on the podcast called Unconventional Wisdom. So we just talked about a whole bunch of different topics relating to, you know, things like diet breaks, refeeds, whether or not you need to consume supplements, uh, dairy, gluten-free products, all that stuff. So it was a really good chat. And um, yeah, we caught up with our friends Kate and Oliver this week. That was really fun at the dog beach. So that was cool. Kate's just about to graduate as a dietitian, but because of the whole COVID thing, they're actually having their graduation like virtually. So it's like an online graduation. And uh, sounds how would, like good fun. Yeah, it sounds like a great time, man. Just sitting in front of your screen. Like that's the worst thing about graduation, like sitting in your chair, right? And you're watching hundreds of other people walk across the stage, shaking hands. You know, no way would that be allowed right now during COVID. But like you're just walk- hours and hours, like, and you get your 10 seconds of fame and they There's mis- a big thing about they mispronounce your name. A lot of people don't name. bother going to graduate. <laughs> like if, I don't know if I would have gone to graduation if you hadn't gone. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we did go, but at the same time, yeah, it's nuts. At least it's in Australia's not as bad or obviously I've never been to a U.S. graduation, mm. but you know, when you see it in the TV shows, like U.S. like high school cohorts are humongous, man. They're huge. I think my dad said he had like a thousand people or maybe I'm overestimating. This was in California back in like be the 1970s it's or something. more of a culture there though to do all mm. that stuff. But yeah, imagine that. We just, yeah. But I, w- I wouldn't sign up for the virtual one. I'm just like, yeah, please just do have done the work, Mail man. Me nice <laughs> yes, please. Like, I, I don't want to spend three hours watching my computer screen or like, what would you, would your face show up on Skype and you'd wear your hat at home and be like, Probably. thank you or something. Like, I don't know how the heck it would work, but yeah, it's a funky time. But yeah, regardless, Kate is uh, just about to officially be a dietitian. So massive congratulations to her. It's really, really exciting. And yeah. Oh, ooh, uh, actually tomorrow, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow, which will be Sunday. I'm actually driving to World's Gym Ashmore because I've booked a 
private posing lesson with Steph Calms. So she is a IFBB bikini pro and also a posing coach. So super excited to start doing posing lessons with her because posing is something that, you know, you can never be good enough at. And I know IFBB is a new federation for me and I still have so much to learn in the posing department. So, and I'm like, I want to start now, even though I'm doing season A next year, right? Like the sooner, the better. So I'm really excited to start getting posing lessons from her as a professional bikini athlete. She really knows her shiz and, you know, watching all of her other athletes pose on stage, like they're phenomenal. So really excited to just learn new skills from her. So that should be awesome. And World Gym Ashmore, that's right next to the beach. So I'm actually thinking about treating myself to a day at the beach. Might take some oats and go sit by the water and enjoy the sun and go for a nice walk and yeah a nice you know oats tuna can and an orange you can't beat that <laughs> by the seaside Sierra's um, special. literally that was like my prep go-to if we ever had to travel oats tuna and an orange it's just perfect but <laughs> yeah it's really perfect um but yeah i just can't wait tomorrow should be awesome and just go for a really nice walk along the beach listen to some music listen to the waves and Enjoy my time in the sun. Should you should bring Sam. I wish I could bring Sam. I wish I could bring you. You know, well, you can. You can. <laughs> on a leash. You can, not on a leash, but like, you know, like the thing is, is that if I am at the posing workshop, like you and Sam and Rolo have to do something, you guys could go to the beach for an hour and then I could meet you afterward. But like, I definitely, if you don't come, I can't take the dogs because that's illegal. You can't leave a dog in the car but oh jack actually suggested he's like just bring the dog to the gym i'm sure they'd allow sam at the gym like <laughs> i'm sure they would <laughs> i'm sure well, uh, we can't say we're sure we've never even been to world's gym ashmore but sam is a pretty cute dog it'd be hard to resist she'd like do her slug crawl like up yeah. to up to the reception staff and be like please <laughs> oh man all right jack so that's enough of me chit-chatting how has your past week been yeah, so I've had a really good week too. So this is my second week back of my training block and things are just going well. All of my, all of my lifts are going up comfortably and body weight's slowly creeping up to the solidifying at 94. Woohoo, man, what a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, couldn't, couldn't ask for anything better really. Just you know, staying injury free as well, which is really good. And yeah, ever since I ever since we got the Sam actually is basically when I haven't had an injury that's disrupted me from training in a in a big way. Mm, well. Which I guess she just brings good luck. Yes, well, you know, they do say that dogs do, you know, help lower your blood pressure and make you feel a little bit less anxious. So, maybe that has something mm. to do with it. I don't know. I think it might also be just interacting in a different way with mm -hmm. physically like going on walks with her or playing with her like moving my body in different ways, which potentially might help mitigate injuries. Yeah, exactly. So I guess what, when you're like, when you're petting her or something, that's like kind of moving your sh shoulder girdle and your tricep a mm -hmm. little bit. So that's maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you could also look at it the other way. You're like, man, like I'm petting my dog more often. So that's just like contributing to an overuse tricep injury. So yeah, I'm glad you're looking at it in a positive light. <laughs> But yeah, so all of the lifts are going up, which is great. And got another about two weeks until I'll be doing my first mini cut in a mm -hmm. long time. And yeah, it'll be a great experience to finally do that. Looking forward to not only just being in a deficit, but also having the opportunity to kind of mix up my food groups a bit more, choosing 
more high volume foods that I wouldn't really be able to eat that comfortably now. So like bringing back in oats for breakfast, having different grain types at lunch, which will satiate me more rather than having, uh, like for breakfast now, I've literally just been having different types of cereal Mm -hmm. and lunch. I've been having like bread with jam and like mini pizza bases, stuff like that. Yeah. You just do what you got to do, right? Get all those carbs in. It's, it would be tough. You know, I know that Man, I don't know what I'd do if I was on your total amount of carbs. I think at the start, I would definitely try to, I'd probably push my limits in terms of the whole foods and the fiber. And I would just have the thickest flipping bowl of oats and cream of wheat cakes. And like, it would be pretty, oh, it'd be nice. You'd have to have like over 200 grams of oats and you just go over your fat. It wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, what about wholemeal flour? That stuff's low in fat. That's why I eat it all the time. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know, but, um, yeah, I'm really excited for you too. It should be interesting. And do you think we'll get back on like the salad train or the mini cut Mm. probably won't go to that extent? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it'll go. I hope it doesn't go to that extent. Like that was, I don't even think I'll start prep with the salad. Like I'll, I'll try and hold off. I'll have, Mm -hmm. I'll have vegetables and in other means Mm -hmm. before going to like half a kilo of salad. Yeah. So it can be that, you know, that trick up your sleeve. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, and I actually wonder how long is it going to take you, you know, into your cut? Like, at what point will you start to implement more things like high volume salads, you know, egg whites, nice cream? When are we going to have to buy a second food processor so that we can both eat nice cream post workout? Like, questions, man, questions. Like, it's all a, you know, a question of time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because when I prepped last time prior to that, I was only tracking calories back Mm -hmm. in like 2016, 2017. And as a result, I was just eating a lot of fat to, to (laughs) avoid voluminous foods and not just eating, not just eating. Jack was drinking fat. You know, (laughs) we all know the good old tale of the olive oil shots, shot, 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 shots. (laughs) I feel like I should have played that song when you would, uh, Go into the kitchen late at night, you know, scared you were going to lose weight and tuck into the olive oils. Not scared. I just knew it was going to happen. It <laughs> there was... was a little bit of fright in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's because like I even started my prep on like 100 grams of fat, which I would never do now. And that meant I was lower in carbohydrates. But this time I'll be starting on more carbohydrates. But yeah, I don't I don't know because I've been on carbo- higher carbohydrates for so long now. That might mean that I crave them more when they do get lower Mm -hmm. or I metabolize them more efficiently. I don't know. So yeah, it's going to be a completely different ball game, but that's the thing, you know, that's why you go through different preps, you use different strategies, you find out what you respond best to, and you can just use that to your advantage the next time you prep, next time Mm. you diet, all that sort of stuff. So I don't even know if I'm going to be, because I obviously I'm not very adaptive in the off season. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't so I am very adaptive to the amount of food I eat, mm-hmm. but I don't even know if in my next diet, I'm going to be like that. Like, will I adapt to the macros very quickly and therefore have to dig quite deep or will mm-hmm. I be non-adaptive again? Yeah. But even you digging deep, like even your previous prep, when you had less lean mass on you than you do now, you know, and life circumstances weren't quite as wonderful as they are now in terms of stress and all that stuff. Uh, your carbs still only got down what lowest 275 on your low days 
Was it? Yeah, it's somewhere around there. Two seven five. Yeah. So even that, I guess it's all relative. Perhaps that's digging for you, but someone else, you know, that would be freaking heaven. Like two hundred and fifty grams of carbs, man. This is a freaking refeed. Mm. But uh, and that was your only four low days of the week. Yeah, I wouldn't have done well if that was every day of the week. No. So that would have been tough. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, if you got down to that point in your previous prep, you know, and you didn't have the same body composition that you do now, that's probably a good sign that you should certainly be able to diet on higher food. But yeah. again, you know, time will tell and still prep is, you know, a few months away, but man, that mini cut only two weeks away. So you're going to have to book in your Dexter scan soon. Yeah, so I've, I've never actually done a DEXA scan before, but we are, as we discussed previously, it will be exciting to, for me to do one now, and we'll both do one after my mini cut before prep, and we'll do one probably like right before we compete as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm freaking keen to see, you know, and actually track, you know, body composition change via DEXA this time, and hey, even get some bloods done. I think that would just be pretty interesting too, mm. just to, um, you know, the more we can measure, I think it'd just be really interesting to really track this track yeah. everything <laughs> so not it's not even for the sake of measuring it really it's more just out of interest yeah i'm like, just curious we man. know my testosterone is going to go down like yeah. it's not gonna we're not gonna measure that analytically and say <laughs> okay it went down by this much we can change that next time yeah but uh it should just be yeah overall it'll be cool to just see those different things change and the thing is though we it's inevitable of course your testosterone is going to go down but it'll be cool you know to take blood tests in your recovery phase as well and see how quickly or how long it takes you to actually get those blood parameters back up to baseline too so and then in years to come seasons to come we can compare that data as well so very interesting very interesting good things to come so yeah, but I guess, you know, that's pretty much, you've had a great week, I've had a great week, and that's pretty much a recap and roundup on this episode, right? But one thing we always finish on is one thing we want to improve this week. So, Jack, what do you want to improve? So last week I just said I wanted to do eight reps for squats for mm-hmm. each of my sets, and I did that. I even did accidentally did an extra rep on my final set because I lost count (laughs) Jack always relies on me like because I usually video usually the last set or whatever set it is and sometimes your head's just so in the game you finish your set and you're like how many reps was that and I was like I counted nine I was like but weren't you going for eight (laughs) shows you what you're capable of Mm, yeah for sure so yeah this week I'd like to get probably I don't know. I've got, I could just say any lift really. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're all goals. What but. you want to lift? <laughs> so I did 105 for bench for three sets of eight at World Gym Macrovat. And I'd like to get it at World Gym Brisbane mm-hmm. this coming week. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it doesn't feel quite as comfortable. Mm-hmm. And at least I can say, okay, I've ticked that off and then I can move on above that now. Good for you. Awesome. Yeah. And I put out a little question poll on my story a few days ago saying like, can anyone please, you know, explain to Jack and I why has our strength decreased, you know, changing gyms, but still just barbell benching. And it's just a whole combination of factors with the bench height, with your leg drive, you know, with the angle of your hips and your ankles and the different weights, the different plates, the different bars. So huge combination of factors. But as long as we stay consistent, keep benching at Brisbane, yep. then um, we'll get hella strong at Brisbane. And then, you know, if we ever want to really smash a PB, we just head over to Mount Gravatt, right? Mm, that's true. <laughs> but what about you? What do you want to improve on? Uh, I think mine's from a recovery standpoint this week. I think that I just 
want to make sure that I can do my RDLs plus my other glute movements on my Monday session without feeling like I have like severe glute doms right after my exercise or just like the craziest glute pump in the world. Like there would be no reason to keep training them. So yeah, I'm doing bar, uh, I'm doing Smith machine lunges again today. We're just about to head off to the gym after this podcast and after we walk the dogs and drink some coffee. Um, But I'm doing Smith machine lunges again today. Tomorrow's a rest day. And then on Monday, I'll be doing those uh, barbell RDLs again. So fingers crossed, you know, better recovery rates this week and don't run into the same problems. Yeah, so that's me. Want to improve on that? Awesome. Sweet. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in for what was episode 13 of our Road to 2021 series. As always, if you enjoyed it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians. And as always, we will catch you next week. See you guys.